You're listening to the Pursuit of Christ podcast, where we are passionate about developing a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ by taking the truths of Scripture and applying them to everyday life. We hope that you'll be encouraged and challenged as we examine God's Word together today. Well, good morning and welcome from Arise Baptist Church here in Houston, Texas. We have had some crazy rainstorms the last uh, day, all through the night last night, but things have let up a little bit this morning, and I'm thankful for that. After I finish this um, devotional this morning, I'll be heading to a funeral uh, for a family member of one of our church family, and so looking forward to getting into God's Word with you this morning. But then I would just ask you to pray for the Morris family, the Rodriguez family, as we go to that funeral this morning, pray for God's comfort and peace in their lives. Well, we have been studying the last several days from the same section of Joshua chapter 22, as we've been focused on this idea of dealing with conflict, dealing with conflict. And I want to give a little review here because this is our fourth part of this little study on dealing with conflict. And I hope if you just joined today and you didn't get to watch all the previous three lessons on this topic, that you'll go back to the first one. Um, it should be on our Facebook page there at the church and, and go back into last week. You should be able to find it called Dealing with Conflict Part 1. But in that first part, just by a quick review, and, and if you haven't watched it, go back and watch the whole thing. But by a quick review... We talked about how when you deal with conflict, you need to know the whole story. If you're trying to work through a situation where there's conflict between two people, maybe you're one of the people involved in that conflict, you need to make sure that you understand the whole story. And then from that point, then the next lesson, we focused on the importance of not assuming the other person's motive. It's really easy when conflict comes up to try to assume that we know why someone is doing what they are doing and what their motivation is behind it. Now, I would tell you this, motivation is extremely important and why someone does what they do often explains the whole thing for us. Sometimes makes the action itself make more sense when we understand the motive behind it. But uh, we talked about that. And it's amazing how here in this passage in Joshua 22, it deals specifically with that idea of not assigning or assuming someone else's motive. And then the third thing we looked at yesterday in this study is how when we are confronted, when someone comes to us and confronts us about something, that our response ought to be one of humility and one of transparency. We need to be humble before God, understanding that he is the judge and he knows all things. And we need to be transparent in front of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Often when confronted, people tend to cover up and people tend to shut down and people tend to try to avoid the situation. But I'm thankful here in Joshua 22, these people did not avoid it. Instead, they humbled themselves before God. They asked God to be their judge. They said, if we have done wrong, then God and, and you will deal with us appropriately. But then they were very transparent. They shared why they did what 
they did. So here today in our fourth part, we're going to be looking at verses 30 through 34. So through the end of chapter 22, we're going to be focusing on conflict resolution. How do we move past the conflict? Remember, first of all, make sure you know the whole story. Secondly, don't assume motives. Thirdly, when confronted, be humble and transparent. But fourthly, how do we move past the conflict? How do we get to a resolution? So in this story, first of all, they went to them not knowing the whole story, assuming the motive. And so when they were confronted, the Reubenites, Gadites, half-tribe of Manasseh, that's who we're talking about here, they responded in humility and transparency. Now notice the response of the accusers, the response of the accusers. Verse number 30, and when Phineas, the high priest, or the priest, and the princes of the congregation and heads of the thousands of Israel, which were with him, heard the words that the children of Reuben, the children of Gad, and the children of Manasseh spake, it pleased them. Let me pause here for a minute. If you accuse somebody else of something, if you confront somebody about something that they've done, and they're trying to answer you, make sure you listen. Did you hear that? It says, they heard the words that they spoke. And it pleased them. If you have a conflict with somebody else and you're not willing to hear them out, they're not going to be able to give you the full story. You're not going to fully understand their motives. So many times when people make accusations, they accuse and then the person tries to respond and say, yeah, but, and they just blow on by it. It's important to me and it's important to you to notice that here, when they heard their answer, they believed them. You know what 1 Corinthians 13 says about love? It says, love believeth all things. Now, it is easy, I understand, in a very conflicting situation to not want to believe the person who is answering you. And there are times when it doesn't seem to be true. But I think we ought to trust others enough that if they give a full and complete answer where you can tell to the best of your ability, they're not lying. You shouldn't assume people are lying to you. Instead, assume the truth, especially, okay, let me make a caveat here, especially if this person is your brother or sister in Christ. These people here, the children of Israel, they claim to follow the same God. I understand this, this is different in the sense of this is conflict resolution between brothers, between believers, between followers of Jehovah. But if you're going to resolve this conflict, well, you need to be willing to listen and hear them out. It says it pleased them, verse 31, And Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest said unto the children of Reuben and to the children of Gad and to the children of Manasseh, this day that we perceive that the Lord is among us, because ye have not committed this trespass against the Lord. 
Now ye have delivered the children of Israel out of the hand of the Lord. They heard their answer. They believed their answer. And Phinehas, verse 32, the son of Eleazar the priest and the princes returned from the children of Reuben, from the children of Gad, out of the land of Gilead, unto the land of Canaan, to the children of Israel, and brought them word again. <clears throat> Do you notice what's happening here? First, the leaders here heard and they listened to the whole answer. And then because they knew that others were concerned about this offense, they made sure to communicate it to others. They made sure to communicate the truth to others so that others knew this person, I don't have an offense with them anymore. Things have been resolved. See, the whole congregation could rejoice when there was unity again in the body, in the family, in the nation of Israel. And I think the same holds true for us today. As, as conflict is resolved, that should cause us to rejoice. It says, And the thing pleased the children of Israel, and the children of Israel blessed God, and did not intend to go up against them in battle to destroy the land wherein the children of Reuben and Gad dwelt. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad called the altar Ed. This was the altar that they had built. That means a witness, by the way. And that's what the verse explains for us. For it shall be a witness between us that the Lord is God. So this altar that was the cause, or really the focus, not really the cause, but the focus of all of the conflict in the first place, became a witness to all the people on both sides that the Lord is God, that we both agree on the same thing, that Jehovah is God. There's a really important thing here. And if you didn't catch anything from the first four parts of this series on dealing with conflict, I want you to get right here. Conflict can be resolved when both sides agree that the Lord is God. Sometimes in marriage counseling, I will take out a sheet of paper and draw a triangle on it. And at the top of the triangle, I'll write the name God. And in the other two corners of the triangle, I'll write the names of the other two people that are in that relationship. It could be a husband and wife. It could be two people that are struggling with each other. And I'll point out this truth. As each side heads towards this third point on the triangle, these two points get closer and closer to each other. My friend, if you want to deal with conflict properly, both you and the other person both need to acknowledge the same thing, that the Lord is God. You see, when you acknowledge that he is God, when you put him first, and both of you draw nearer to God, God will draw you nearer to one another. These people agreed on a very important, in fact, the most important thing of all, that the Lord is God. Now, I want to just address a few things before we finish for the day because sometimes in dealing with conflict, people ask questions. Okay, that's like a perfect situation that you just illustrated. I mean, yes, it started out bad, but it ended good. This is a happily ever after story. 
What about the conflicts that don't end happily ever after? What do we do about those situations? Well, let, let's just go back through our principles. First of all, make sure you know the whole story. Secondly, don't assume you know the motive. Thirdly, when confronted, make sure you respond in humility and transparency, realizing that God is your witness. And then fourth, how do we move past the confrontation, past the conflict? How do we resolve it? We need to reaffirm and acknowledge that the Lord is God. So let me just say this. Even if the other party, even if the other person in your conflict refuses to do all of the above, that doesn't take away the opportunity that you have to acknowledge all of those things. And here's what I found. If you are right with God, even if this other person refuses to get right with God, you have all the protection, you have all the covering, you have all the help, you have all the direction that you need. And while this human conflict may not be completely resolved because this person refuses to get right and also acknowledge that the Lord is God and follow him with you, you can be confident in your position in Christ. You can be confident in your relationship with Christ if you know who he is and you're walking with him so that while this does hurt and while it does matter, this conflict does not have to take you away from God. Here's the thing I see about many conflicts, though. People get so focused on this other person over here that they forget all about God. They forget to follow him. They may look up and acknowledge him from time to time. They may call out to God from time to time. But the reality is they're more worried about what this person says or does than they are about what God thinks of them. And so, my friend, if you are dealing with conflict, if you're struggling with things in your life, maybe today, maybe in the future, maybe you know somebody else who is, and you can share these videos with them to help them. These principles are right here in Joshua chapter 22. I want to remind you, we serve a great God. And you can have a right relationship with him, even though other people around you may refuse to follow him. Even though other people around you may accuse you of things that you haven't even done, even though other people around you may try to conflict with you, you can walk with God and there is safety with him. The psalmist said that he's like a mother hen that spreads out his, her wings and covers her babies with her feathers. You can trust in him. He is with you. God is good. The Lord is God. Well, I hope this study can be a help to you, both now and in the future, as you deal with conflict. Conflict will come. There are difficult situations that, humanly speaking, will never be resolved. But you can walk with God. And if both parties will agree that the Lord is God and walk with him in obedience, it's amazing how God can resolve even the most difficult situations. Don't forget, these two parties were getting ready to go to war with each other. Blood was about to be shed. It was going to be awful. But God through the people's humility and faithfulness to follow him, God resolved this conflict and they both came back 
and were pleased with one another and rejoiced and both acknowledged that the Lord is God. As we finish up this morning, let's close in a word of prayer. And if I can be praying with you about something, I know a few of you have direct messaged me some prayer requests. Some of you have shared them in the comments. If something that has been said today has been a help to you, please comment that and share that. We want this to get out to as many people. It's amazing. I was looking at yesterday as a few more people shared it and commented and liked it. It went out to, to a ton more people than it did in the previous days when people didn't comment as much. So that's really helpful to be able to get these messages out. But as we finish, let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this day. Help us in everything we do, in the situations that we face, to continually look to you. Not to look to you selfishly and angrily as we are frustrated with the people around us, but just to humbly and transparently walk with you as our God. Father, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done. If there's somebody watching this that is facing conflict, may they first not assume that they know everything and rather go to the person and confront the situation, but do it in love and humility and, and be willing to give an answer transparently and humbly before you. And understand that for conflict to be resolved and to move past it well, both sides, we need to acknowledge that the Lord is God and follow him, put him first and believe one another, and ultimately trust you. Pray that you'd bless this day. Lord, as this morning we go and we remember our friend and our brother in Christ, Zedro, I pray that you'd be with his family. Lord, this evening, many will gather here at Arise as we celebrate our children and all the work that they've done this year in Awana. Lord, there will be many other things that take place this day for those who are watching this video. I pray that you would encourage them as they walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. We'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow morning.